remember Joe fucking Biden in uh, Geneva in June 2021 coming out in an you know, impromptu uh, you know, press conference. I tried to warn Putin. Don't get near the Chinese. The Chinese are, you know, they're not worried. They're coming after you, man. They're your, they're your enemy. The Chinese are worthless. And when the Chinese, uh, you know, talked about maybe a potential peace plan, what did we say? China has no credibility or none whatsoever. Hey, fuck off, guys. You know what the Chinese just did? The Chinese sat down with the Saudis and the Iranians, who we've been trying to bring together in war, and they negotiated a peace deal. Yeah. Wow. Big time peace deal that when you think about it in the larger context of both Iran and Saudi Arabia seeking to join BRICS, you know, BRICS, that non G7 economic forum owning the world right now. Yeah, they're going there, working together, bringing all that oil economy over here, joining the Russians, a big oil economy. They're going to dominate the oil market. So the United States and Europe run around saying you're going to put a price cap on Russian oil. Fuck off. The international oil producing community just told you to pound sand. And you know who else is part of that too? Venezuela. They ain't playing the game either. We just fucked ourselves. That's what we do. So the Chinese did that. You know what the Chinese are getting ready to do? Remember when we said they have no credibility on Ukraine? They're getting ready to actually negotiate a peace deal between Russia and Ukraine. Now, I don't know if it's going to succeed. It's a tall order. But the fact that Xi Jinping is flying to Moscow, yep. to me, to do this. If you know anything about diplomats, and there's another thing I know. I'll tell you, I can count up dead people. I know how diplomacy works. <laughs> I've been there and done it on both counts. Yeah. Um, senior national heads of state don't fly to foreign capitals for hypothetical meetings. They fly to foreign capitals because all the diplomats underneath them have been talking for weeks and months to come up with an agreed-upon proposal. So if Xi Jinping is coming to Moscow to talk about the potential of a, a discussion with Zelensky about a peace plan to bring it into this conflict, it's because Russia has agreed in principle to some basic terms. And so there is a peace plan on the table, ladies and gentlemen. There is one. Now, the Russians don't work like we do in the United States where they leak everything to the fucking New York Times so that it can be talked about before it happens. No, they actually carry out good diplomacy, where they sit down confidentially, put it out so they can meet with Zelensky without, Jeeva meets with Zelensky, without any pressure being put on. There is a real serious peace plan in the works. Whether Zelensky will be able to do it, whether the United States and Europe will be able to let him do it, that's another question. The Chinese and the Russians are doing something we are incapable of doing, thinking about bringing an early end to this war. Now we come back to the original premise of your question. It has killed more than 100,000 Ukrainians, closer to 320,000 Ukrainians. And if this war continues, that number will end up being over 500,000 Ukrainian dead. Yeah. So people, please pray for the success of the Chinese peace plan. Well, I mean, what changed is that we have a, a you know, a um, socioeconomic political model that um, Dwight Eisenhower warned us about. Uh, it's predicated on um, the, a military-industrial commission congressional complex that needs global conflict or the threat of global conflict to justify its existence. So the United States literally cannot live in a world that's at peace. I think people should reflect on that. We can't live in a world that's at peace because if the world's at peace, then the basic underlying Assumptions made about every aspect of American life go away. We have to be at war. We are the cancer to the world. 
that's the reality. Now, the good news is the world appears to have some a very effective chemotherapy that's <laughs> cancer. The world is, is – now, the cancer is very dangerous because it has this nuclear, you know, um, you know aspect to it that uh, can suddenly metastasize and kill everybody if it decides what. So you have to be careful how you excise the cancer. You don't want to burst it and get it to infect the body. But that's what the world is doing right now. Now, you say, why are we behaving the way we behave? You know, um, I, 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 went, I went through flight school in the Marine Corps. And um, before you do this, you know, because we are a naval service, we got to learn how to operate in the water. So I remember one of the very first thing it is, and, and I mean, the, the story is pretty funny because um, I wasn't supposed to go to flight school. Uh, they had no intention of sending me to flight school. I was an intelligence officer in an artillery battalion, but I was off doing weird stuff in the desert, building capabilities that apparently violated the law. I, I didn't realize as a young lieutenant, and I went out to uh, the Defense Logistic Agency and acquired a whole bunch of radios that I signed for, but I wasn't authorized to have. And I talked to General Motors about modifying the Humvee, and I talked to um, another group about modifying electronics, and I built up a couple million dollars worth of debt to the Marine Corps that I wasn't authorized to through. <laughs> I built a really cool thing that allowed us to use RPVs for the first time to adjust artillery and to connect radar with the RPVs, with the counter battery, so we could fire on this. When people wonder how I know about artillery, I invented half the shit that they're using out there. Now, I have to tell you what they're doing is so much better than what I was doing, but I was making it up on a shoestring. Actually, I had no budget because I was apparently spending money I didn't have. So <laughs> when phone calls started coming in to uh, the commanding general about who the hell is this Lieutenant Ritter and why are we suddenly having to pay a million dollar bill for this? And they called my battalion commander. My battalion commander is going, well, he really is trying to do the right thing. He's out there right now in the desert making miracles happen and you want to put him in jail. So he called up and he said, we have to make him disappear real quick. And they went, well, there's a school seat at the flight for aerial observers, uh, you know, go down and, and operate. They said, get him to it. So I was literally pulled out of the desert taken in and told disappear but yeah you know but before you disappear you got to qualify in, in in swimming uh and it's a very advanced swimming thing and so i'm like i haven't swum a lap since i left the Marine Corps officer basic i mean i've been out here in the desert i had to go to the swimming pool and one of the things they teach you after you do all your counter drowning and your buoyancy and you have to swim your laps so i'm already freaking exhausted and um he goes okay now we have to teach you how to recover a drowning, a drowning person. And this comes back to why I'm bringing this up. Yeah. If you're in the water and you're drowning and somebody's coming out to help you, logic dictates that you will do what that person tells you to do. You will follow the instructions and you will be rescued and saved. Logic. But what I learned in learning how to rescue a drowning person is that logic has nothing to do with what's going on. They are terrified. They are panicking. They are going to punch you, bite you, kick you, gouge you, scream you, kick you in the nuts, uh, spit at you, whatever, to prevent you from rescuing them because they're scared. America is a drowning person. The world is trying to rescue us. They're trying to give us the lifeline. They're trying to send out that rescue swimmer. Uh, and what we're doing is elbowing them, gouging them, biting them, kicking them, screaming them, trying to drag him under with us. That's what we are right now. So please don't try and find some logic in what we're doing. Lindsey Graham is part of this drowning process. 
he knows we're going down. And so he's basically like, you know, except he could never be an old boxer because he could never box to begin with. Um, but he's somebody who's trying to relive past glory, or at least a time when we had past glory that he could continue to steal uh, as a representative in the United States Senate, pretending that he's somehow tougher. Because this man's been traveling all over the world trying to promote war, literally traveling all over the world trying to promote war. He is responsible for the deaths of millions of people. Yeah. That's why when people say, why do you have it in for Lindsey Graham? Because he's a mass murderer. He's a mass murderer who operates in our collective name. Um, but he's symptomatic of this drowning victim right now that is the United States. And we are kicking, screaming. And if left to our own devices, before we go down, we're going to take everybody down with us because that's what drowning people do. It's connected in terms of everything that's causing us to fail is based upon greed and arrogance. I mean, that's literally, you know, E pluris unum, you know, from many one. Uh, That's supposed to be our motto. I don't know what Latin is. Uh, 